We're live again. <laughs> How's everybody doing? If they're already listening. Well, <clears throat> let's get the intro going. We are live. Uh, as you can read the title, we're not Disneyland. <laughs> I'd, I'd be honest, I'd never want to go there. Uh, I got a message on Twitter. On the official podcast Twitter. Uh, if you're looking for it, it's... Hold on. Turning off the fan. It's the One Bugs Bunny. Uh, the people who run it posts live shows. They haven't posted the other two I did. So I probably have to get on there and post the past two live shows and post this one later on. So it's interesting. It's interesting to get messages from people who listen to the show, and I I did uh, I reached out to like listeners. I contact them and thank them personally for listening to the show, supporting the show. We're doing great, <laughs> and I did a. Post. I want to tell the story. This one's really interesting because it's really cool. I love you. I love you too. <laughs> it's. It was a really cool story. This woman shared this story, and there's. It was. She she even sent the security footage. It was really interesting. This. She was, she said in the you know, description of the video that she was asleep, and she talked about, I had to burp, I ate Burger King, me and my dad went to Burger King before the show, and that was the worst Whopper I have ever eaten, that Impossible Whopper, 
So, which has like soy, whatever stuff in it. So, I might have to pause the show and throw up because that was like the worst, disgusting fucking burger I have ever eaten. And I ate shit before. Bad stuff. Yummy. Uh, the possible Whopper has like soy. Um, it's not, it, it has grass in it. It's like a vegan burger. And it is fucking gross. It is just awful. It's like the, it's, it's like the Mondo burger from Burger, uh, Good Burger. That's what it is. That's what that was, and. I'm probably going to throw up later on after the show's over. Because that was just awful. That was a terrible fucking burger. That's just, that just gross. If you ever see the Impossible Whopper, don't eat it. It is gross, it is nasty, and it is horrible. And whoever came up with the idea of, like, we need to stop eating hamburger to save the environment is a fucking moron. It's like, I'm sure those people are eating the finest steak while they're telling the rest of us to go eat shit. They're, you know, they're terrible, you know, vegan, but whatever the fuck that burger is. I gotta look it up. Because I know, I know they added, like, soy into it, which is just like, I, I'd rather just starve. <laughs> Even though I didn't pay for the burger. Here it is, the Impossible Whopper. I gave a bad review of it. The Impossible Whopper sandwich features savory flame grilled patty from plants topping with juice, tomato, lettuce, creamy mayonnaise, ketchup, crunchy pickle, sliced onion. Our guests are looking for meat-free options. A non-broiled method of the preparation is available upon request. I don't eat it. It is just it's fake meat. It's like who's gonna, here's what's in it. It's made with peas, soy, and mug mung bees, mung beans. I just read it. Throw up. It is the nastiest fucking burger I have ever eaten. I don't even consider it a burger. It's not even meat. Said it's like soy, beans, and peas. Fucking retards. Sorry. Just. I ate something really nasty and I just don't like it. I'd just rather eat a. F- I'd just be honest. I'd rather eat cat food than eat a fucking possible whopper. <laughs> it's just. Or that spam in a can. I'd rather eat that than a fucking impossible whopper. Anyway, back to the story. I just had to, like, vent because it's nasty and I had to drink bottles of water trying not to throw up. (laughs) Anyway, um, the story she told me was her husband died of cancer three years ago and she... Sorry, just 
That burger's just nasty. There we go. Anyway, um, her husband died three years ago of cancer. And... I'm sorry I'm reading the story. It's kind of a touching story as well, so... She talked about feeling it's a presence, an entity that comforted her when she was sad and depressed. She said in the video, she said about the video, a woman tried to get into her home. She didn't know who the woman was. And her, well, she said her husband was a comic book fan. He's a big Batman fan. And sorry, I, I know I passed that up. And she said. The woman tried to open the door and enter my house, looking through my window of the front door. Honey, are you okay? We can wait if you don't feel okay. I'm fine. I just... And the worst thing about it was the burger was cold. It's like they didn't, like... I don't know if they cooked it and put it in, like, a refrigerator and not heat it up again. I don't know what it was. It was just awful. Anyway, um, I'm drinking water, by the way, so I'm good. <laughs> I'm just not going to be there again, so. Uh, she said She said in the story that, well, I saw the video and I saw the story. The woman kept open, trying to mess with the door and I'll try to get in. And all of a sudden, she's seen a shadows of bats fly at the door and a shadowy a figure of a man standing at the front door scaring the woman off causing her to run away from the house the woman in the the woman of the home who owns the home said it was her husband boyfriend husband I don't know I guess it was her boyfriend she considered him considered him her husband since they've been together for such a long time And she said, when I saw the video and saw the bats and all of a sudden the shadow figure of a man, I felt great comfort knowing he's home with me, that he's safe, keeping me safe and keeping our home protected. That is a <clears throat> amazing story, in my opinion. I know it's a very tragic, sad story, but... Reading it, I feel that she is telling the truth. I know I'm a skeptic when it comes to things, but reading this story is just brought so much great reassurance about things, you know? I hear something outside. Hold on. <laughs> I'll be right back.
I'm back. <laughs> Sorry about that. It was the cats I was feeding today. <laughs> I to, Early today, I was feeding, you know, kittens and stuff. That I always do. And all of a sudden, two other cats showed up. <laughs> uh, the mama cat that was feeding with her kittens. All of a sudden, this black and white cat that I'd never seen before show up, so... And a gray and white cat that used to be my neighbors, and they moved and left the cat. Oh, I feel better. I had to burp. So, um, they're causing havoc outside. <laughs> and I heard something like outside, like coming near the house, like a loud, you know, and. It was a black kitten named Romeo. I named him Romeo because he climbs up a tree, lays on a branch, and just looks into my room at my kitten, my little daughter Lola, who's a kitten, but she's my daughter. <laughs> and, of course, her mama's Catwoman, so... And... The black cat, known as Romeo, is trying to get into my house. <laughs> he's going to move in. I know it. I know he's going to try. And he's going to, so... Anyway. I got to post one video... Uh, one... Not video. A photo of... Uh, Lola on the... Uh, Joshua Gotham Instagram page. One day. Probably later on after the show. <clears throat> I... <laughs> well, he was beating up a cat, the other kitten. <laughs> so, that worries me. Um, anyway, remember the yesterday show I talked about Six Flags and a lot of the creepy things in the one show? For those who listened to the show, yeah. I... I got a message as well from a listener who shared my episode. And she, I don't know if it's she or he, because they have like a weird name and a photo of like Mickey Mouse and stuff. She or he, whoever they are, I'm going to say they, shared a story with me. And talked about the weird stuff that happens at Disney. The Disney parks. And stuff. And for those who are in the know of Disney and stuff. Everyone knows weird things happen. <laughs> but, however, a lot of people are... You know, we're criticizing um, Sony Pictures, which I'm defending Sony. Even it got to the point where Stanley's daughter got involved by stating this: "No one could, tr uh, no one could have treated my father's, my father worse than Marvel and Disney executives." 
Stanley's daughter is siding with Sony Pictures over the dispute between Disney and Sony. Stanley's daughter Joan Lee said, Marvel and Disney need to be checked and balanced as they seek control of my father's creations. And I'm siding with Sony. I know a lot of people love Disney and they love the MCU. And I call those people normies. And the normies, they, I'll say this, they are, re- they are really annoying people when it comes to being a comic book fan. They always, they always act like everything in comics should be like, in, you know, the movies, every comic book should be like the movies. Everything should be like the movies. Everything should be like that. And I just find it annoying. I find it very irritating. Because when you read comics, and all of a sudden you have someone who buys a shirt at Hot Topic and talks about Marvel stuff or DC stuff, DC comic stuff, they always go like, I don't read the comics, I've seen the movie. And it's just like, you know what, your argument is invalid. <laughs> it's just, just stop. And the thing is, I'm not saying that people should not read comics if they've seen the movies. If they've seen the movies and they really want to read the books, that's good. I'm happy. You know, People need to read more. Otherwise, they're just boring. They're just, you know flesh and bones with no creativity or imagination I feel like with the normies who read Marvel comics and stuff and they always act like everything should be SJW-esque or everything should be funny and hilarious you know I don't know it's just I'm really weird when it comes to stuff with People who, you know, watch the MCU stuff. And I have nothing against people who watch the Marvel Cinematic movie, cinematic Universe films. Go ahead, watch it, comfort yourself. I just don't, I just feel like the Marvel MCU films are going to be obsolete, in my opinion. I think they're going to be the downfall of, like, the Marvel comics themselves. Marvel Comics, of course, is not bouncing back. DC's already having a rough go when it comes to things. And for me, I just feel like the comic book industry is going to be digital in the future. I think print books are going, print comics are going to be gone in the future. I think Everything's going to be digital, and we're all going to die. (laughs) I know I sound grim saying that, but if I can't see a comic book store or a print comic book, I am going to probably be a dinosaur. I'm going to be like them. I'm going to be gone. (laughs) Because I just hate seeing something classic and great go away. I just hate digital. I hate digital movies. When movies come out on digital, I just feel like it's annoying. And recently, if those who don't know, uh, 
one of the last video stores near my town shut down, and I just felt a part of me die that day. I just, I always went into that video store, me and my dad always went to like Blockbuster and uh, Pacific Video, which was like a part of my childhood, <laughs> and I I remember me and him would always, my co-host is laying on my wires, so we would always go into the video store. It was called Family Video, and it was always a great time. I actually bought, like, Arkham City. They had, like, multiple copies of it, and I bought Arkham City. Uh, I bought Young Justice Seasons on DVD. Because they would, like, you could order stuff from them, and they could bring it to you and stuff. And... It was just, it was kind of sad. Like, I remember going into the video store, and I bought, like, a couple of video games in a movie. I bought the Arkham Origins video game on the DS, 3DS. And, sorry, I had to burp. <laughs> Anytime I eat a burger, I burp. Weird, so. And I bought uh, the movie Hellfest, which I highly recommend. That is a good fucking movie, by the way. But, it was just so weird seeing a video store shut down. Oh, yeah, I bought Beware the Batman. I haven't gotten around to watching that yet, so... I'm weird when it comes to watching movies. I'm slow. <laughs> but it was just... Watching the video store shut down. Watching everything pack up and shut down. It was just... Something from my era died. Something that I enjoyed. I remember when Pacific Video shut down, and I remember me and my dad went in there. The final, like, the days that it was shutting down because they were selling all the videos and stuff. And I remember I found the copy of the movie The Phantom. And I remember as a kid, I rented that movie a lot. And I remember holding it in my hand I looked around and seen everything in that store gone, almost. It was just gone. It was just like my childhood that I grew up in, basically. I grew up in the video store on a Friday. Anytime my dad got paid, we would always go rent a movie and order pizza and we would watch old WCW stuff on VHS or WWF stuff on VHS. And we would talk about the matches and fast forward through the bad ones. <laughs> like um, the 1-2-3 kid versus Razor Ramon and a diaper. Loser wears a diaper match. It was fucking stupid. But it was just like looking in that store it was just like gone and I I think that's why I'm such a hard ass on Netflix and Hulu and dig digital streaming service I just I feel like they killed the video store they killed the moment of someone's life where like if they're really bored and they can't find anything on TV they would get up from the couch 
get in their car and go to a video store, go to a blockbuster, go to a movie gallery, a Pacific video, a small video store like Pacific Video, and find something on the shelves. You just walk through the store and you try to find something. It's like the only exercise you get instead of sitting on your couch like a bum. (laughs) And you just go through it. You look through the store. If you feel like running a video game, you go run a video game. I rented Justice League Task Force so I could be Batman and beat up Superman with a fucking mullet. And by the way, someone who has a mullet are the weirdest looking redneck retards I have ever seen in my life. If you have a mullet, cut it now. Be away from the weird look. I'm kidding, by the way, with people who have mullets. If you have a mullet, that's good. Have a mullet. I had long hair. I looked like Ringo Starr. (laughs) Now I just sort of have a uh, buzz cut, which I actually like. I need to get a haircut soon. I'll probably do it, you know, next payday or something. I'll get a buzz cut again. I mean, my hair's grown, but, you know, it's still short, but I like the look. They call it the, uh, one person who cut my hair called it the Moxley look. If you, if you look at John Moxley, uh, who's a wrestler, they have the exact same style haircut. Not the exact same style, but sort of similar. So, no, you're not the only one. I'm so into movies, but I'm slow too. (laughs) See, I feel, I feel good. I still haven't seen Shazam. I feel bad. <laughs> I have the DVD on my shelf and I keep walking by it going like, I need to watch that movie. I just need to watch it, but I don't know what to say. I heard it's really good. I heard uh, Batman is sort of in it, kind of in it. He's an action figure and he says, I'm Batman. And, uh, <laughs> and I know Superman makes an appearance, I think. I I know I saw, like, a still image of, like, Superman carrying a lunch tray. I haven't said that in a while. Wow. I know that feeling. (laughs) I know, right? It's just... You sit there and you're like, I have to watch that movie, and... can never get around to watching it. Um... I know one movie I'm excited for is the, uh... Brightburn. I know it's out on digital. I want to see that movie. I I know a lot of people asked about is there going to be like a Brightburn version of Batman? There's actually is. There's a movie called Super. I don't know if anyone ever heard of it. It's it's a good movie. I I haven't watched it in a long time. It came out like nine years ago. It stars uh, Rain Wilson, who's better known as Dwight from The Office, and James Gunn wrote and directed it. It's actually like James Gunn's early stuff before Guardians. And it stars uh, Dwight Rain Wilson, who plays a who plays a guy named Frank, who decides to become a superhero. <clears throat> After watching a superhero Avenger, a superhero called the Holy Avenger, which is sort of a 
play on, on the actual superhero, Christian superhero known as Bible Man. I actually watched it as a kid. So, those who don't know. I am a non-denominational Christian, and I actually watched Bible Man. It's not bad. It's kind of interesting. It's weird that it has Willie Ames, who created and starred in it. Because Willie Ames is an interesting person. I'll just leave it at that. So. Anyway. Um, it's it's an interesting movie. It's very violent, so... He plays sort of a Batman-esque type character. Who... Like, the best part of the movie is he kills Kevin Bacon. I think that's the best part of the movie. Is Dwight kills Kevin Bacon. Even though Magneto killed Kevin Bacon in the, in the X-Men film. <clears throat> so... Uh, the, the movie Brightburn, if you, like, watch it, where it gets, like, the, uh, Michael Rooker's character, who's, like, this Alex Jones type guy, Dwight, or, Rain Wilson as, um, Crimson Bolt is the name of the hero from Super, makes an appearance in the scene, he, only, like, a photo image in the mid-credit scenes, so, it's, it's interesting, I know a lot of people always was like, you know, with Brightburn, it's like, when are we going to get a version of Batman? There is, it's just, it's been out for nine years, so, uh, Super's a good movie, I recommend it, it's violent, just a heads up, it's violent, so, it's a violent movie, so, um, the sequel is, of course, happening with Brightburn, according to James Gunn. But he's busy writing Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad sequel, and he's directing Suicide Squad sequel, and he's busy writing Guardians, I guess. So, I I hope they make it, because Brightburn looks like a really good movie. So, highly recommend it. <laughs> Even I've seen like, clips of it, on uh, YouTube. And it's like crazy shit. Um, and it's, it's an interesting thing. Like I have to do a review of Brightburn. Because. The idea of like a horror film universe of superheroes. Like Superman or Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman herself is a horror character. <laughs> uh, I know a lot of people love Wonder Woman. But. I'm a Catwoman guy. I prefer Catwoman. Over Wonder Woman, so... For those who like those Wonder Bat things, or Talia Bat... Go away. <laughs> Just go away. It's very... It's very weird. <laughs> Laughing emojis. It's true, though. Wonder Woman is a scary character, when you think about it. I love how... In the end credit scenes, they show like a version of Wonder Woman, but they call her like this witch woman with chains. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I I love that. So Big T, that's who Michael Rooker plays. That's uh, cool. But the one thing that always the one thing that always like interests me is like they show the scene 
of uh, Brandon, I think is his, na- is his name, Brightburn, Brandon Brightburn, Brandon Breyer Brightburn, is how he flies through the scenes and he sounds like a wasp. And like he looks like a insect, like the mask and everything. And he flies like a wasp. Have you ever noticed that? Like that always like it makes me wonder if like his character, like he has a human form, but it makes you wonder if he's like an insect. Like everything he sees is like an insect vision type thing. I wonder if it's what it is. Like if you listen to like a wasp fly and you listen to like Brightburn character fly, they sound similar. They sound alike almost. If they're going for that, like then I I'm on board. It's it's an interesting take. It's a very cool take on it, so um I I hope they do more sequels. I hope they do like a universe where they do like spin offs of the sequels, like of the characters that they show. Like I hope to see Crimson Bolt again. That was super is a good movie. I hope to see like the half man, half sea creature or a you know, a horror horror type character of the Flash. You know, or the one alien image that they show, the alien with the cape. I wanna see that character. That character kinda of caught my eye. I was like, I wanna see that. I wanna see that character. So I know I'm talking about Brightburn, but it's it's one of those movies I was excited. I couldn't believe they pushed it back and they they should have just stuck to their guns to move forward with it instead of pushing it back. Huh. So anyway, let's get to the other parts. HP CEO Dion Wilson Dion Wilson steps down due to family health matter. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm on CNBC reading about the Stanley thing. I'm not into stocks and stuff, so. Um, basically, in the story, the daughter has beef with Marvel and Disney. I'm talking about Stanley, sorry. Um, do, do, do. Lee's daughter seems to be supporting to support Sony's decision not to accept a co-financing deal. I kind of see Sony's point. I know a lot of people got mad when I sided with Sony over this. The thing is, Disney is a very greedy corporation. It's not a... I know a lot of people believe in this image of Disney projecting their, you know, house of mouse image, the the magical kingdom, and they love everything of Disney, and they love everything of Marvel, they love everything of, you know, Avatar and all that shit. But Disney is a cutthroat machine. And I know a lot of people have a hard time accepting it, but it's kind of the truth. Disney has been a very cold-hearted piece of shit company. They they recently, well, even though yesterday there's a 
video of a ghost caught on camera at Disneyland. We'll talk about that some other time. Maybe later on. I don't know. Um, there's been a lot of... You're so damn right. <laughs> Thank you. Here's the thing that's happened. Disneyland, the Disney company or whatever, has recently cut employees' hours due to low Star Wars Galaxy Edge attendance. And for me, this wasn't a surprise, a shock, or whatever. This wasn't actually any surprise or shock to me. Because Disneyland... That's a car, by the way, driving. Trying to find a story, an article. Because it was kind of all over the news and stuff. The Disney family member, uh, Roy Disney's daughter... Recently went undercover and discussed things with Disney employees who Abigail Disney is her name. Abigail Disney recently went undercover sort of like this what would you do thing. She went undercover and found out that employees of Disney are not getting the pay that they deserve. Here's what she stated. The Disney employees haven't been paid. Even got to the point where one employee had to go through garbage to find food to eat. Yeah. And Disneyland resort workers in Anaheim, you know, are being mistreated. Not only if they're getting, their, you know, low pay and stuff, and not able to buy groceries or able to make a lit, you know, live on a salary, their hours are being cut. While you have Bob Iger. Who is who's being paid sixty five point six million dollars by the Disney company? She also followed up with the a tweet storm criticizing the company's one hundred and fifty million for Disney's Aspire Education Program for workers. Yeah, you can pay for the education, but yet you can't give them a living salary. Is that kind of <laughs> hypocritical a bit, you know, of yourselves? It's like, yeah, we get we'll we'll put money in our employees, we'll just pay for the education, but when it comes to a living salary, oh fuck no, we're not doing that. We're not we're not doing that. That's the point where I got to the point where I that's the point where I got to, you know, go like, you know, I'm siding with Sony on this one. You know, I know a lot of people are going to be butthurt and upset that 
they lost Spider-Man in the universe films, but can you just look at the real world for a second, just take a step back and be like, wait a minute, I'm siding and having sympathy and empathy for a fucking billion dollar company who treats their theme park employees like shit and who's trying to take over basically the entire landscape of entertainment and but god forbid Sony another company takes a character from us oh, we're going to lose our minds here we're, we're going to lose it you know and i got to uh, i got to like talk to a, a worker at Disneyland who worked there for 3 years who was a cast member even got to the point where we compared Disney Company to George Orwell, George Orwell's 1984 to the point of like how fucked up and weird people are when it comes to being obsessed with Disney. How they... Like, if you ever look at a video, a travel video of uh, people going to Disney World or Disneyland or wherever, have you noticed, have you noticed that how fucking weird it is? How they dress... And Disney, you know, Disney shirts and costumes, or even whatever, how they dress, wearing the mouse, how they wear the mouse ears, how they just really live, breathe, consume, eat, like Disney, how they all just sort of live for this. I mean, I dress. I mean, I, 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 I'm obsessed with Batman, but. I'll admit to it, I'm a diehard Batman fan, but it's just, it's so weird how they will wear a wristband, a Disney wristband that will, and this is a quote right here from the employee, this wristband will listen in on conversations, monitor, watch, and track where customers of the park go. Like a a cattle on a farm. They will listen to you. They will watch you. They will track you. And they will know where you are at at all times when wearing this wristband. In the park. In the hotels. Even in your room they will listen in. You know how weird and fucked up that is? That's even a news article also. They talk about it. How the Disney wristbands will monitor you and watch you and listen to you. Yeah, you know how weird that is? I know that's some conspiracy theory, but it's real. <laughs> and this employee even says, like, people in the park just accept it. It's weird. And it's electrical wristband. I seen them and they just 
it just screams, I want to be tracked. <laughs> just the magical wristbands at Disney. Instead of a season pass card, had the uh, wristbands scan your wrist and have you enter the park. Here it is. I found the article, by the way. The happiest place on Earth is also the most surveillanced place on Earth. Disney parks, wearable magic bands, and smartphone apps, by the way, you could as an app to it, will track guests, get into their contact data on their phone. Not just to only see their buying habits, their ri- what rides the kids like, and what's their favorite character. <clears throat> you see, I like how they just put it that way, but you know, it's just it's so weird. Like if they ever looked on my app, they'd be like, "Shit, this dude's a Batman fan. We don't even own that character." <laughs> And also I have a photo that says, fuck Disneyland, so. I just don't like. You'll never see me go to Disneyland, so. If I had to, like, choose between go cave diving or Disneyland, I'm going to the cave diving. (laughs) Uh, So. I just don't, I don't like it's just so weird. Like I have, I had the Six Flags app. I had the season pass, and the app. The app was really cool, by the way. So the app was really cool, where it had like maps and you had the dining pass and all that. I didn't have the dining pass. I had the gold pass because I'm the gold standard. Um, <laughs> But I, I had the gold pass because I could enter the park early. Because I didn't want to wait in line. <laughs> and I got to tell this story, by the way. It was me, my sister, my brother-in-law, my niece and nephew. They didn't have the gold pass. I had the gold pass. And I remember the, per- the worker yelled, like, If anyone who has a gold pass, get in this line to get in the park quickly and I looked over at my sister I'm like I got a gold pass and I walk over there and she goes go fuck yourself <laughs> it was just I <laughs> I got into the park and I just you know <laughs> but the worst thing about it is like you get into the park but they closed off an area that hasn't opened yet and you can't get on the rides and stuff Unless you're a member of the park, membership park, membership, park membership, then you can. Then I was just like, oh, you fuckers. <laughs> so, anyway. So, let's see. I'm going to look up something real quick.
let's see. Do do do. New photos of Raven takes on Trigon in the Titans season premiere. I can't wait for Titans. Yeah, that looks interesting, but. Joker will also be. Joker will also be in the new Mortal Kombat game as a DLC character for those who play Mortal Kombat. Tom Phillips is open to a Joker sequel. Ezra Miller absolutely confirms he'll be making The Flash. I just wish they would just quit. <laughs> like, everyone's been waiting for a Flash movie. They've been... I just think they should just... I don't know. Make the movie or not. Or shut up. I know that... The guy who's making The Flash... Is going to be... The, who's the director of the... It, it Chapter 2 film. I just wish they would get to it. I know that a lot of people are kind of annoyed with the the way the Flash is. I love Mortal Kombat. Well, the Joker's in it. I'll say this: I've seen an image of the Joker. Like they released a teaser and a an image of him. He looks better than the one in Injustice Two. Cause. The Injustice 2 version of Joker looked awful, in my opinion. It looked like they were getting off the high of Suicide Squad. So, Batwoman. Oh yeah, I forgot to tell everyone, uh, Mountain Monsters was on yesterday. I watched the, the new season premiere of Mountain Monsters, and it was... Not bad. Um, Trapper, of course, will be making a recurring appearance once in a great while. Because the guy known as Trapper is dying of kidney failure. So, it sucks. Um, Jeff almost got crushed in a, in a car. Um, Buck was in a shark cage in the woods. I don't know how the hell they got a shark cage in the woods. Um... It was a good, it was a good season premiere. I, I enjoyed it. I wish they did like a two episode premiere instead of one episode, but I understand that, you know, they're trying to get momentum going for the new season and stuff. Uh, my favorite part of it. Oh, the one thing that sucks was there was no monster hunting, so that was a letdown, in my opinion. I hope to make up for it. And the weird thing about it so stupid is that they play the season premiere. My cat is awake from her nap. Um, <laughs> and she's going back for the wires. So anyway, sorry. Um, the thing that sucked about the no monster hunt thing was... Then they played the um, trailer that they played on uh, Instagram and on uh, not Instagram and YouTube. I was gonna say Twitter. They, I don't know if they played on Twitter. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> the 
they played the trailer of it at the end of the show. It's just like, really? i seen it. I know what's going to happen. But anyway, um, they're hunting three different monsters. They're hunting multiple monsters. Um, I forget the names of it. One of them's the Raven Mocker, which is fucking hilarious because they're doing that again. And the Black Wolf. <laughs> I'm just like, wow, really? Going back to that again? Uh, let's see, what else were they going to on the season six, um, I forget what I forget the monster the the new monster they're going after. Uh, I don't know. I forget the name of it. It's weird. <laughs> it's kind of funny though because I can remember some of it, but I just sort of got bored, which is sad. <laughs> uh, let's see. And they, they went to the barn. I remember they went to the barn at the end. Towards the end of the show. And the villain that they're going at, that, that sent them the video kind of looks like a as weird as it sounds, it looks like a redneck version of Scarecrow. So anyway. Uh, the season, episode two of it is hold on. The next episode they're, they're gone after is the Wina Woman of Jackson County. <laughs> Wina Woman. As weird as that sounds. Uh, dead Chickens, Creepy Altars, and Wild Bill's High School Nickname are all on full display and the Ames team hunts down the mysterious wolf creature lurking in cornfields of Jackson County, West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So, anyway, um, I enjoyed the new season so far. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. And, oh, they're going back after the Death Cat, the Cherokee Death Cat, and the Silver Giant of Boone County. Alright, so. So, <laughs> anyway, so, anyway, the Batwoman show, I don't know what to think of this one, um, I honestly don't, I don't know what to think, I mean, it's kind of cool that they're bringing in um, what's her name from uh, Birds of Prey TV show that was on the WB Network not the chick is playing Batwoman uh, Rachel Starkins 
whatever her name is. She has a weird name, by the way. And she played a very weird character. Um, Starskin, sorry. Rachel Starskin. Is, who's on the Birds of Prey show. She's going to be in the new Batwoman called Alice in Wonderland Gang. She plays Alice. I guess it's like... I, I guess you can't get Mad Hatter. So let's get Alice to be the villain. <laughs> so. And Sam Littlefi- uh, Littlefield from Mother's Little Helper joins the cast as a recurring character known as Mouse. I guess they're going to have another character named Mickey, so... <laughs> I don't... October 6th is the premiere of Batwoman. I... I don't know what to think of the show. Kind of... I have no interest, to be honest. Like... I know this sounds weird, but I am sort of in a superhero TV show fatigue. I... I mean, I'll watch the... Uh, the Crisis on Infinite Earths, but I just sort of feel like it's dumb. You know, it's just when you have Batwoman on a show and you're having Gotham, a lot of people are going to be like, well, where's Batman? Where's the entire Bat? family and I I still think that they're going to somehow I somehow believe they're going to try to connect Batwoman to either Titans or the Flash and Supergirl so they can have regular crossovers instead of going to different Earths and stuff um I mean, you know, if they're going to kill off Arrow with this whole crisis on Infinite Earths, they somehow should find a way to, like, end the, end the crisis on Infinite Earths with, with connecting all the characters on one Earth together. So, share one Earth instead of multiple Earths. So, stop being confusing. <laughs> anyway. Just my little opinion. I think Batman will show up on... Batman showing up on Batwoman? No. 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 I mean, it's a miracle that they got Batman on Titans. <laughs> it's just... It was a miracle they got him on the... Uh, agree. It's a miracle that they got the character Batman on Titans, like the last episode of Titans, the first season. <laughs> Laughing emoji. That was pretty cool, though, with Batman on there. I don't know. It's just... Uh, I am not... I'm not excited <laughs> about Batman being on there. I know it sounds weird, but it's just... The actor that plays Batman sort of has a weird accent. I know someone's going to be like, he's British. But it's like, you know, he could have at least worked hard on the American accent. I mean, Batman doesn't sound like a snooty businessman from 
from whatever place. You know, you just... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen to his accent. Let me find a... Let me find a video, and I'll play it. He just has a weird accent. It's just, it's... I don't know what it is. It's just... You listen to his accent, it's like... Oh, for God's sakes, Taylor Swift. No one cares about you anymore. Wait, they added Bumblebee on there? On Titans? Wow, I didn't even know that. Why didn't anybody tell me that? Bumblebee's on there. Lola, will you stop attacking the wires? Here it is. Let's play it. I don't know if you can hear it. It kind of has a low accent. Sorry, low voice. So. I don't know what to think. <laughs> and Lola hit the space bar, turning off the video. Thank you. Titan friends are back. <laughs> so it's new. He has a very weird accent. I mean, he was awesome in Game of Thrones, but... And... I don't know if it's just me, but... He... I don't want to sound rude or disrespectful, but... He looks old. I know he's supposed to be like this older Batman, but... I don't want... A Grandpa Batman. You know? I mean, if you're going to get an older actor to play Batman, get Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I know someone's going to be like, he played Thomas Wayne, but it's like, he's a TV actor too, but you know, you could have gotten him to play Batman. And, he just, he doesn't have the Bruce Wayne physique. You know, Batman's supposed to be big and bulked up and stuff. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> but it's just like... I don't know what it is. He just doesn't look... You know... He looks like if a... Continuation of George Clooney's Batman. He looks calm, relaxed, cool. I guess it's because, you know... I guess it's because, you know, Dick Grayson's older and he's just like, hey, you know, this kid's going to take over for me. <laughs> but it's just... I don't know what it is. It's just... He's not attractive. 
He's old. <laughs> How old is the dude, anyway? I know somehow I'm getting on a discussion of Titans, but it involves Batman. Not the Tennessee Titans. I'm excited for the XFL, so for those who like football, I'm happy for the XFL by... Vincent Kennedy McMahon, damn it. <laughs> That's my Vince McMahon impression, so. Ian Glenn. He's 50, he's 58? Wow. I thought he was like 60. Well, he's close to being 60, but. That's not, that's not that. There's a lot of hot old actors. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> but he's not Batman. Well, I... What I've heard about Ian Glenn playing Batman is that there's going to be stunt doubles taken over for when he does like combat action scenes and that doesn't involve Lola trying to attack my wires on the microphone. He stopped. <laughs> Um, I guess they're, I guess he can't do the action scenes, so I guess they're having the stunt doubles do the action scenes and stuff. And I guess they're going to have him do, like, the close-ups or the standings as him in, his, in the bat suit, not him doing the stunt scenes. Um, <laughs> laughing emoji faces. And I like how they have Mercy Graves, Lex Luthor's Ruthless Cunning right-hand bodyguard and the show because they're going to have Superboy Connor Kent so there's one thing that bugs me that just bugs me um I think you should play Batman smirky face I'm Batman so <laughs> I should play Batman One thing that kind of disturbed me when it first with the Titans was Afika Goldsman writing Titans. I know he wrote, co-wrote it with Jeff Johns and Greg Berlanti, but it just worries me that he wrote it. Because for those who don't know, he wrote Saving My Drink because Lola likes drinking out of tea. So, found that out. Um... Avika Goldsman wrote, well, Batman Forever wasn't bad, and, ow! <laughs> and my cat's attacking my microphone cords. Uh, he wrote, Batman Forever, which wasn't bad. It was a good movie, by the way. I will defend that film. And they also wrote, Batman and Robin. Lost in Space, the not-so-good one. I mean, seriously, how do you fuck up Lost in Space? <laughs> That's a question I like to know. Uh, Practical Magic, which I actually enjoyed that movie, by the way. I enjoy Practical Magic. That was a good movie, so. I give him a pass on that one. Uh, a Beautiful Mind. 
Never seen it. iRobot. Seen it once. Children of Men. That is a good movie, by the way. Uh, Clive Owen. No, I'm sorry. That wasn't Clive Owen. Uh, yeah, Clive Owen wasn't... No, he didn't write Children of Men. Sorry, that's Cinderella Man. Sorry. <laughs> Cinderella Man. Da Vinci Code. Wait, he wrote that. He wrote... If it, okay, Da Vinci Code. Give him a pass. Uh, I Am Legend. I don't know. It was... The ending sucked. The de- it's bad that the ending... The deleted ending was better than the ending that played in theaters. So. Angels and Demons. Um, I didn't like it. Uh, he did Divergent. Insurgent. <laughs> Divergent Insurgent. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see, the fifth wave. Wave. Has anyone ever seen the Divergent series? I heard sort of things about it. Uh, Rings, the reboot of the Ring film. Uh, I like the original, the original Japanese version instead of the American version. <laughs> laughing emojis. Was it the Divi- Divergent Insurgent? Because kind of rhymes. That's what they should have just called it. I... I didn't like the American version of Rings. I like the... the Japanese 1988 version. Because... Japanese people scare the shit out of me, so... <laughs> Uh, the Japanese version, which is called Ringyu, uh, based on the Japanese novel. I I like the original. The I like the original '98 Japanese version. I think it's creepy and disturbing. The American version was more on shock. That's the thing that kind of bugs me about. Uh, Horror films today is about it has to be a shock, terror. It can't be like if you look at The Conjuring. It was such a refreshing horror movie because it wasn't about shock and terror. It was all you know build up to like the thing that terrifies terrifies you and stuff. So um, rings, yeah. Transformers, last night. I have not seen the Transformer films. I, I heard so many things about it. I have never seen it, so... He wrote Dark Tower. No wonder that movie sucked. That was a terrible fucking movie. And I, I don't know how they ruined it. I mean, besides Stephen King's... Crazy Mind. But... Uh, that was a terrible movie. Uh, let's see. And he also was a producer of the Paranormal Activity films. That kind of explains it. And he's producing Dr. Sleep. Dr. Sleep. I, I'm not going to see it. I know I talked about Dr. Sleep, the sequel to The Shining. And... 
I know a lot of people um, I'm one of those people that's kind of like asking if it's going to be a sequel to the Stanley Kubrick version which Stanley Kubrick is a legend he's I think one of the most brilliant filmmakers that have ever made films and he he made films that if if you really want to kind of know who I am as a person I'm going to name off some of the films and I recommend you watching them if you kind of want to know what kind of person I am <laughs> as an individual so I I'm going to name them off for you so He did films such as The Shining. Uh, he did The Shining, Eyes Wide Shut. <laughs> Doctor Strangelove, which is a classic film, by the way. 2001 A Space Odyssey. Clockwork Orange. So, those are kind of the films that you kind of... I, I recommend checking out. So... Eyes Wide Shut is like the most... Terif- it's not a terrifying film. It's like one of those... Complete psychological... Mysteries. It's kind of like... You look at everything around you around you now in the world it's kind of like weird and disturbing so (laughs) it's a it's one of those films that if you kind of like take a step back and you look at it you're like and you look at a lot of the things that happen like you look at um, the Bohemian Grove thing, you look at um, a lot of the symbolism that they put in the stuff like music videos or TV. I know people, I don't even know if people watch music videos, music videos anymore, but you look at like photos of people, it's like celebrities, for example. They put a lot of symbolism in it. It's kind of like a very disturbing thing because you sort of like your eyes are open to seeing and you don't want to believe um there is stuff in the movie eyes wide shut that you had to fast forward because it involves a lot of erotic things so it's pretty much a movie about people who go to a mask party and you do the math. <laughs> it's just it's disturbing and weird, so the thing that is kinda weird about the movie Eyes Wide Shut is there has been this debate about Kubrick's estate with Warner Brothers who distribute the film. They ended up like really even after like Kubrick's death, Stanley Kubrick's death, they 
messed with his film. Like, they cut out scenes. And a lot of people weren't too happy with it. And because the reason of it is that studio wanted to censor half his stuff because Kubrick's film became... It was rated R, but they had to cut it a lot of it out because it would be NC-17. So... That's why I don't like censorship. <laughs> I know it's weird to say that, but I don't like censorship. I think if you censor things like an artist or a writer you take away their art and stuff and I'm just one of those people that don't like censorship so I more recommend The Shining as a Kubrick film because it's it's funny how <laughs> I had to read this one thing because it was a funny hilarious discussion between Kubrick and Stephen King and um, Stephen King is kind of a dick I don't like him anymore I never really liked him to begin with so originally um, one of the things that Stephen King didn't like was the casting of Jack Nicholson. He didn't like the casting of Jack Nicholson. That's the one thing Stephen King didn't like. But have you ever watched the movie The Shining and you watch the scene where Jack Nicholson Jack Nicholson slowly loses his mind? You're like I can see why that dude played the Joker. Because <laughs> he plays such a crazy psychotic person. Um King suggested originally he wanted the everyman actor. He named off such actors such as John Voight, Christopher Reeve, and Michael Minardi. I never heard of him. He's a jazz musician, so... Um, I'm sure now John Voight he wouldn't want <laughs> in any film. Um, King also criticized Shelley Duvall's performance saying she basically was just there to scream and be stupid. That's not the woman I wrote about. Shelley Duvall did an amazing job, even though she, so, she sort of lost her mind. I wouldn't say lose her mind, but she sort of had like a mental breakdown, which I feel horrible for her, so... I... Yeah, if you ever watch... There's like behind-the-scenes footage between Kubrick and Duvall... And they sort of clash. So. King described Kubrick as being a man who thinks too much and feels too little. The remark is about, Steve, about Kubrick's obsession and detachment approach to people. That kind of sounds like me. <laughs> I do have a bizarre obsession with things, so. He also referenced Kubrick's skepticism about people and the supernatural. Holy shit, is he talking about me? 
Because <laughs> I... It's kind of funny, though. A lot of people always say I'm very detached from others. And I'm always a skeptic, so... Here's what he said. Parts of the film are chilling. And the claustrophobia... And challenges the charge of claustrophobia fear. But others fall flat. Not that religion has to be involved in horror, but the visual stories of skepticism and the questions of immorality... Im- sorry. Immortal stuff such as inhuman this the over sorry <laughs> I'm just laughing at some of the stuff King tries to say about Kubrick Kubrick also has the grasp challenge of sheer inhuman evil of the Overlook Hotel so he looked instead of the evil within characters and the evil within people a domestic tragedy with a Vague supernatural overtones and a basic flaw of people's beliefs. I sort of... I don't know. When I look at The Shining, the movie, but I know they made like a Stephen King version, which is like about the supernatural aspect in The Shining, the Stephen King version. It just, the supernatural of it sort of takes the story of people out of it. You know, it's like, for example, I watched Stephen King's The Shining, and I try to remember how many brain cells I did not lose that day. But the parts of seeing, the kids seeing a floating man in the air is absolutely the stupidest fucking thing I have ever seen. You just look at it and you're like, okay, Stephen King was high while writing this story. Because, I mean, who thinks of like this crazy idea of like, you know, it'd be a great idea. Something that's so terrifying. What is it? A man floating in the air and only the kid can see him. And only he and the kid can talk to each other. That's terrifying, isn't it? No, it's just stupid. <laughs> I When you look at Kubrick's version, there's several you leave with several questions of the movie. Especially the ending where it shows like a nineteen thirties party and Jack Nicholson's character is in the photo. You're left with the question of what did I just watch? What what does that even mean? What just happened? Was he a ghost? Was he a reincarnation of the man in the photo? And the thing is, him seeing people in the hotel, like the bartender, which they did as a running gag with the blockbuster South Park episode. And yes, the naked woman becoming the creepy old decaying body of a woman laughing. Oh, that was fucking terrifying, because you, you don't want to see that. You don't want to see saggy parts of a person's body coming at you. That scared the shit out of you. That's what happens. And, oh my god, I gotta tell this story. 
Um, let me find it. And my sister sent this to me on Snapchat. It was a Snapchat story. Um, oh man, I hope they didn't get rid of it because it was fucking hilarious. But not something you want to read early in the morning. They deleted it. It was funny as shit, so... One person. I love my haunted house. The house that inspired to film The Conjuring. <laughs> Sorry, that's not the story. Hmm. Larry King divorces for the eighth time. Damn, dude. Don't get married. They deleted it. That sucks. I'll find it. It was a good story, by the way. It's a story that will leave the listeners imagining things. trying to find it so um yeah the thing about it um about the Stephen King criticism of The Shining is I think Stephen King got upset with The Shining because Kubrick told a more interesting story than Stephen King did with his novel and I know a lot of people who are probably Stephen King's Stephen King fans are disagreement of that but you you look at um the entire story of the film being trapped in a hotel I mean wouldn't say trapped but being the caretakers of a hotel and it's like winter time and you really can't go anywhere you you can see the you know terror of the human story of a guy who is psychologically unstable and this hotel, you know, experiencing things, it just really is interesting. And especially with Kubrick's storytelling and directing makes it even more interesting. 
Because that's the thing about Kubrick I always liked, is his attention to detail and his symbol, you know, story of, I wouldn't say symbolism, but story of of small details. <laughs> you know, like people got to the point where they made a documentary believing of the moon landing, like Kubrick was involved in the moon, the fake moon landing, and my cat just ran into the door. Are you okay? She's fine, by the way. So she was like running around like a racetrack and hit the door. Trying to find that story, so... So bear with me. (laughs) I know, she just hit the door, like, boom! I'm just like... So... Here it is. I found it. Found the story, everybody. Yes. Aw. She's fine. <laughs> Just imagine if, you know, bringing in the other cat. My house would be a racetrack. All right, y'all ready for the story? I'm so excited. I read the story at early in the morning, and I didn't need that kind of a wake up of a story alright six elderly six Connecticut resident elderly six elderly Connecticut residents and too many pop-ups here what is with all the pop-ups damn alright six elderly people and Connecticut residents that but they were Connecticut residents, were arrested for allegedly having sex in a public park. A married couple in their 80s were among those reportedly busted for the heinous, horrifying behavior. I'm sorry, I'm just adding those. <laughs> and along in possessions of Viagra. Illegal Viagra. They probably got it from Mexico. <laughs> All six have been charged with bre- breach of peace, while two men having additional charges for public indecency. The arrest comes as police set up extra surveillance in the area after early complaints of lewd sexual activity was taken present in the place of the woodland. No reports yet for the officers and witnesses of the activity needed any psychological therapy treatment. Hopefully they do get the treatment. And hopefully they did not go blind while seeing something so heinous and horrifying as six saggy, wrinkly skin pressed up against each other. Nobody did not want to see that. (laughs) 
I'm sorry for. <laughs> I just had to add stuff in there. The six senior resident, the sixth senior residents have been arrested and allegedly caught having sex in the woodland of Connecticut. Police say the elderly residents were getting hot and heavy in the park when the police did the crackdown. (laughs) Oh, shit. The police identified those as Daniel, a 67-year-old man named Daniel Dobson, Otto D. Williams, 62. That's a good name, by the way, Otto D. Williams. Charles L. Otterario, 75. 62-year-old, <laughs> damn, I know, right? John Lazar, seven, 62. Richard Butler, 82, and his wife, Joyce Butler, 85. What the fuck were they doing? I don't even want to know now. (laughs) All six elderly citizens, five men and one woman, were charged with breach of peace. Would you imagine being the kids of those people? And all of a sudden you get a call from your elderly parent, and you hear that they had sex in the woods and they were charged for it. If that happened to me, I'd be like, I don't know you people. Click. <laughs> so. <clears throat> they even got photos of the park. I don't want to look. <laughs> oh, shit. These are fucking... Yeah, I gotta give it to them. I mean, you know, they're 80... Some of them are in their 80s, 60s, and 70s. Life's too short, you know? Like, let them have fun, you know? I, I, you know, I ain't judging. I just feel bad for the officers and witnesses that had to see that. You know? You know, just, life's short. Let them have fun, man. You know? You just think twice before you see a grandma or grandpa and you're thinking, like, they're good, wholesome people. You don't know they're in the woods screwing, so, you know? All six were arrested and released, and will appear in court later date. Authorities decide not to increase surveillance, decide to increase in surveillance in the park after complaints of lewd sexual activity taking place earlier this month. <laughs> Shit, I, I, I can't believe this story. It's just, it's. I can believe the story. It's just, I've seen enough crazy things in life. I I didn't even think twice when I saw the story. I just thought, like, just poor people that had to witness that, seeing that stuff. I like the one mug shot of the man. He just looks like, I did it. <laughs> he just like, I, he's probably like, I lived for so long in my life. Uh, the hell <laughs> August 9th uh, sorry uh, August 9th citizen, concerned citizens called the cops report a public hookup happening in a wooded area Connecticut Times reported that Grace Richardson 
converse, uh, Richardson Park was listed online as the most popular spot for public sex. <laughs> I... <laughs> What am I talking about? One time I took a hike and... On a bench was a porno mag, so... I didn't even want to know. I just kept walking. I was like, I'll just rest when I get to the car. Because <laughs> I ain't stopping. When I saw that, I was just like, we're fucking moving. So, the park has been advertised as one of the... What, uh... On the least one city hookup guide, a meetup spot alongside the Fairland location and a commuter parking lot and a local McDonald's. That's right, you get your Big Mac, fries, soda, chicken nuggets, and hookup. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. I knew this story would be great for the podcast. And one dude didn't even have time to comb his hair. One dude has his hair slicked back. You know that dude's a troublemaker. <laughs> Please. Naughty. <laughs> Police say they will continue monitoring, monitor the sites. As well as internet listings. And order to keep public places appropriate and safe. You know they're going to find other areas, you know. Just saying. According to Connecticut Police, Dobson was previously charged for second degree breach of peace. He's a troublemaker. (laughs) Just by his mugshot, he is a troublemaker. (laughs) He just has the mugshot like, I don't give a fuck. Witnesses <laughs> Witnesses said they spotted him walking around the park naked. Oh shit. <laughs> they found him in his car with his shirt and shorts draped over him with no underwear. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> oh my god. Uh. <laughs> oh shit. I gotta read the comments. They did not release the mugshot of the 85-year-old woman. That's good. She's a grandma. Leave her alone. (laughs) Dude. I know. So. Anyway. <laughs> uh, one person wrote those people probably scared the bears in the woods <laughs> one person wrote cops should have just planted some poison ivy let nature take care of the situation <laughs>
One person wrote, One woman with not four, but five men. <laughs> oh, shit. Some of these people's comments kind of lame, because I would have wrote like, some serious funny shit. Well, this one. One person wrote, Thank you for not showing us the photos that were taken at the scene. Retirement homes forbid those... For those people. <laughs> I knew those Viagra crowd people would cause nothing but troubles in the woodland. <laughs> okay, that was just like... One person wrote, Mosquitoes are a problem for me. Other than that, go granny. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, not in front of the families or kids in the park. They should pull pull their social security money, money together to get a hotel room. Why would you take your kids to a park where people hook up? <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh. I, I, one thing I hope for is the cops who had to like handle surveillance got therapy, because you know you you don't want to see saggy ass or boobs and and you know you don't want to see that you know that that's disturbing you know and here what hold on I gotta take my blue pill <laughs> it's just <laughs> it's just no one doesn't want to hear that or see that so <laughs> Shit. oh man Uh. <laughs> uh. Yeah, but the name like Joyce Butler, you know, that's a troublemaker right there. So. <laughs> anyway, cat's attacking the wires again. Get to the final. <sighs> Got to stretch. And my cat's attacking the wires. So anyway, I found this interesting Reddit form, and it involves the Disney theme park and my cat continuing to attack my wires. Let go of the wire. Just spit it out of your mouth. Go there, there. Now, no, 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 stop. <laughs> My cat's attacking it. Anyway, I'll be right back real quick. I gotta take a break. It's nothing serious. It's just, yeah. You know, I'll be right back.
I'm back. Sorry about that. Anyway, I found this interesting Reddit form. After talking with the Disney employee that I mentioned at the beginning of the show, this Disney employee sent me this. Some people talk about, you know, Disney stuff. It's always been a fascinating thing. Even when, you know, you look at Six Flags and other theme parks, behind-the-scenes stories are always interesting. So, I'm going to read a few of these and, you know. There aren't many creepy things on the internet rumor type stories for me. I feel like those who come from people who have the idea of a corrupt Disney, I though will say, some of the areas are really unsettling. When they are empty and dark. Toontown was one, especially since it was closing early. The twisted proportions of the cartoony during the day, but when you're alone at night, It just feels really, really wrong. Like you're... Like you might see a mascot running at you out of the dark. (laughs) I've seen Toontown. I've seen like photos of Toontown. It does look really, really weird. Like, yeah. The thing I will say about... Disney and stuff. I already said my piece about Disney. You know, how corrupt and, you know, they are. I've I've heard rumors of and stuff from people, insiders, who say that Disney isn't doing great. They aren't drawing the big crowds like they used to. It's because people can't afford it. People can't afford going to Disney. I mean, let's see. Let me find the prices for Disney, Disneyland, Disney World. Because ticket prices for Disney. As for 2019, single day value is $97. Single day regulars are 117 Single day peak, 135 Two day pass, 105 I'll admit that's not bad, but yeah. Three day pass is 93 Four day pass, 76 And five day pass is $64. But you that was of course in June you know but the thing is is like people can't really of course that's trip tripsavvy.com for the price guide but if you go to disneyland.disney.go.com I don't know how many dot coms they could go with <laughs> dot 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 one day at Disney through September 8th, 
is $149 to number two, two from 112 Oh, it's for like per, per person, I guess. Um, per ticket. Three from $100, including Magic Morning. You could Magic Morning. I'll tell you this, I will never go to Disney. <laughs> I just look at that park and I just like You look at that park and you're just sort of like my soul is dying. <laughs> it's just I just look at that park and I just like I don't want to go. It's like that or Chuck E. Cheese. I hate Chuck E. Cheese. When I was a kid I just didn't want to go. Cause it's like hell. <laughs> you're just dealing with annoyance. You're you're Dealing with people in a place where you just like, I'd just rather punch these people and just go. I don't want to stay there. <clears throat> did you hear about the fight at Disney? I did. I seen the video that the family's fighting at Disney. I seen like one video. I, I tried to find it. Was. Where this guy who gets, like, beat up, who gets in a fight, someone provokes him. And it's outside the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, which is, like, I think now Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And this guy gets provoked, and all of a sudden, this entire group of family, like, attacks this dude. And all you hear is the woman in the background going, Stop fighting! Stop fighting. You're at Disneyland. You're at, you're at Disneyland. Stop fighting. <laughs> it's like, yes, yeah, telling us we're at Disneyland is going to stop the fight. You idiot. <laughs> it's like, you you listen to these people and you're just like, I, I don't get the excitement of Disney. Especially their movies. I know a lot of people love Disney movies. I was never big in Disney. I was more of a Looney Tunes kid. Because I'd rather see, you know, Bugs Bunny mess with Elmer Fudd than Mickey Mouse dis discussing the powers of friendship. There's this movie that I saw when I was a kid. It was back in the 90s. It's a 90s film called Blank Check. Directed by Rupert Wainwright. And I'm glad to find out he's not related to Adam Wainwright because I would not like Adam Wainwright anymore. For those who don't know, Adam Wainwright's the pitcher for the Cardinals, and this is his, I think, last season as a player. I think it is his last season, and he's retiring, so we're going to miss him. He's gonna, He was a great pitcher. I'm happy with the season he's doing, sort of like his comeback season, his comeback, you know. Um, this movie, Blank Check... It's about a kid named Preston Waters. That name, he's a criminal. 
and he gets his bike run over and this dude gives him an unmarked, you know, blank check. And the kid forges the check. I don't know how the kid didn't... How, how the hell can a kid who's... How old is he? 10? 11? 11 years old. How the hell can he forge a check? That takes skills, man. Skills. So, the robber known as Carl, whatever his name is, I don't care. Gives the kid a blank check after running his car over with the Jaguar XJ. First off, <coughs> sorry, I took a drink while talking, so it's just. First off, that bike probably caused more damage to the Jaguar than the bike itself. So, he gives the kid a blank check, which is stupid. You don't do that. You idiot. So, the kid forges the check into a million dollars. And with that, he goes, he buys a mansion. And he buys a go-kart track. You know, he buys a house, a mansion, a go-kart track, video game system, toys. He spends over $900,667 of the original $1 million. First off, that kid is a fucking idiot. You don't spend all that money, dude. You, you, you OJ it. You, you put the money on an island somewhere where no one can touch it. What is wrong with you? You stupid kid. <sighs> anyway, um... And the entire time, Preston is being investigated by the FBI. No shit. Spends $999,667.83 on a fucking mansion and go-kart and water slide and all that. You're going to be investigated. <clears throat> for blowing all that cash. You MC hammered it. <clears throat> so. He's in Investigated by an FBI agent named Shay Stanley, who works undercover as a teller at Birdsman's Bank and Preston's Crush. How the fuck does a kid have a crush on an adult? <laughs> For the money laundering and the bills, including the purchases and stuff. Preston throws an elaborate birthday party for himself. Fucking arrogant piece of shit. That's, that's like the biggest egotistical piece of shit move. You throw a birthday party for yourself. Yeah, you know why you're throwing a birthday party for yourself? Because everyone hates you. No one else is throwing a birthday party for you. You are. Because no one doesn't like you. You arrogant little piece of shit. Anyway, uh, for himself, he gussies up for... Uh, Whatever stuff. His, the fa his father wants Preston to come home. And Preston doesn't want to do it. You're a piece of shit, kid. Your dad reaches out to you wanting you to come home. And you say no. You 
fucking idiot. See, that kid's a piece of shit. He spends money on himself. If there was a birthday party for himself, he disrespects his dad. <clears throat> Preston has a showdown with the criminals that, stole, that the kids stole the money from the criminals that stole the money from the bank. So the kids should be charged for it, not the criminals who stole the money from the bank. Or launder, whatever. I don't care. This movie's stupid. The kid ends up doing a home alone where he sets up traps in his house and gets the criminals caught and whatever. <clears throat> the trio is confronted by the FBI at Preston's castle house. He has a fucking castle house? I hate this kid. I hate this movie. I don't know why I'm talking about this movie. I hate this movie. I mean, well, let leave the Batmobiles alone. <clears throat> Sorry. Me too. <laughs> my cat's playing with my Batmobile collection. The 66 Batmobile is not a skateboard for your paw. Leave the bat... Leave the bat wing alone. You're sitting on the... She's sitting on the... Batmobiles. The trio is confronted by the FBI. <laughs> I know. Me too. Smile. Uh, see. The one snitches on the other. However, the FBI is knowing that the bank owner, teller, whatever, has been, usered, has been using the watermarked bills, and they are arrested. They, the trio is arrested. Shay kisses Preston on the lips. What the fuck? This grown woman kisses a kid on the lips? In front of the FBI agents, including the kid's dad, and nobody doesn't do anything. Oh my! It's, yeah. Shay tells Preston she'll wait for him when he's eighteen. Somebody just arrest this woman. She just—they need to arrest her. She is. Ew! I know, right? And you look at a photo of her, she looks like Talia al Ghul from Batman. You already know she's a shady bitch. <laughs> After Preston gets home, his family throws him a birthday party. His father apologizes to him. Why the hell is the parents and all of them apologize to the kid? The kid doesn't deserve a birthday party. Right? <laughs> Apologize for him for the harsh words when it comes to money. No, no, no. That kid deserves the harsh words about money. That little motherfucker spent $999,667.83 out of $1 million. That kid deserves more harsh words when it comes to money. 
It needs to be cheap, budgeted. Not spend all the money like he's, you know, you know, MC Hammer or Michael Jackson. You knocked over my Batmobile, cat. I had those all set up good. And she's now messing with the Joker fish I had. (laughs) Oh, she's beating up Bane from the Dark Knight. That's good. Good kitty. (laughs) Laughing emojis. Yeah. She's being playful. Well, she's beating up Bane is what she's doing. So, anyway. Preston thinks about, at the end, the kid, everyone asks. He asks to make a wish about his birthday cake. You know, people make wishes and, you know, blow out the candles. He thinks he already has everything he wished for until he sees Shay's flyer. At the bank. And decides to make a wish about her. Ew. You're a kid. And she's like a grown adult. You weird kid. What's wrong with you? This movie is just like the stupidest movie ever. And of course the guy who directed it directed a remake of The Fog. (laughs) And he hasn't directed a movie since. That's good. Makes creepy movies like that. No. no, uh, Sorry, I'm talking to my cat. Like, no. She's messing with the... Stuff again. That's good. Beat up Bane. He deserves it. (laughs) So anyway. um, Anyway. He directed the movie Stigmata. That was a good movie. It's a weird movie, though, but it's really good. Huh. Rambo, Last Blood. They're making another Rambo movie. Who could replace Spider-Man in the MCU? Um, you know, to be honest, I, I think if they focus on I think if they honestly like focus on the other characters like the X-Men and stuff, I think there wouldn't be any problems. Cuz when you look at the when you honestly look at the MCU films in general, they lost let's see Captain America, Steve Rogers Captain America, I know that. You know, everyone's going to be like Falcon. Falcon's a new cap. Uh, they lost Iron Man. 
which is like the centerpiece of the MCU. Um, let's see, they lost... They're going to lose Thor. They're going to have, you know... I know a lot of people are like, you know, they're Jane Foster's Thor. I'm talking about the actual Thor. They're going to lose. And I know they're going to have Lady Thor, so... That's exciting. And... Really, they don't have anybody. I mean, you look at the DC EU films. They're... My phone's ringing, by the way. Not my cell phone. House phone. Yeah, you look at the DCEU. They're trying to salvage what they have left. Because they lost Batman. And I know a lot of people are like, well, you know, Matt Reeves is making Batman with... I still want a Spider-Man movie. I think they will make a Spider-Man movie. I... I think they're going to make it. Because... I think what irritated Sony is they are aggravated that Marvel didn't announce another Spider-Man movie. And I know they sort of announced it like, we're going to do another Spider-Man movie. Just got to wait a couple years. I think the reason of it was... There's a contract that Sony has with Marvel. And I think Disney was trying to be a bunch of shady MFers about this one. And if you remember, right, in the show last time, I'm surprised nobody didn't point this out. Sony has the rights to Spider-Man. And they have to make a Spider-Man movie every five years or the rights will go to Marvel. Remember that? They didn't announce a Spider-Man movie. Do you th- I don't know if this is going to be kind of a conspiracy theory, but it might be. I don't know. Who knows? I believe in my theory that Disney and, Mar- Disney and Marvel were trying to wait out five years to be like, well, you know, Sony, you're supposed to make the movie. Because, you know... And it's five years. Five years, you know. You're supposed to make it. I think that... I honestly think that Sony was trying to not only have... The confidence to make more Spider-Man films themselves. But I think they were getting tired of Disney's bullying tactics. I think they were tired of the whole idea that they were doing. Like so like Marvel wanted more. They were getting greedy and they wanted more from Sony. I know there's going to be people going to be complaining, upset, you know, crying that, you know, you're not going to see Spider-Man in the MCU and... And my cat's trying to hop in the bathtub. 
Is that my sock? She's beating up my sock. And dragging it off. <laughs> so, anyway, going to wrap up the show. Kind of. <sighs> anyway, um. Hollywood Ripper found guilty. For those who don't know, the I was keeping up with this story. The Hollywood Ripper was sane when he murdered Ashton Kutcher's then girlfriend and mom of four to death, and will will be decided if he will be sentenced to death. Shit. I hope they execute him. I know that sounds mean, but they need to bring the execution back. It's like if you killed someone, you're automatically should be executed. I know it sounds mean, but it's kind of the truth. Anyway, closing the laptop. As uh, the wrap-up of the show, I enjoyed recording it. And watching my cat wrestle a sock. Mr. Socko. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm Josh. This is a podcast, so thank you for listening. Bye.